a celebration, bitches. I say that lovingly, of course. It's four things. Woo. What up, fish? It's been so long since we recorded, I forgot we had theme music. Hell yeah, we got theme music. I got theme music all day around here. Are you kidding me? Um, what up, everybody? Uh, my name is GM. What's going on, y'all? I'm Catfish. Uh, welcome to Four Things. Uh, this is a podcast that's about hip-hop, pop culture, and NFTs. Um, NFTs meaning more so the art side of it. Um, we have artists and creatives and stuff like that come through here. Um, but we break down some market stuff and uh, some crypto stuff every once in a while. Um, if you're not, this is, this is not, this is not Robin Hood. <laughs> no, no, not at all. This is not, the, this is not a uh, Jim Cramer or whatever. Like this is not what we do around here. Um, what we, uh, just to, just to kind of wrap it up, I guess, or put in like a little nutshell for everybody. Um, what we like to do around here, what I, what I try to do around here is, um, I try to provide entertainment to the, uh, the NFT world by, um, doing a normal show. Uh, I know that sounds kind of crazy because you'd be like, all these other shows are normal. It's so different about you. Well, it's different because it's not a, it's not particularly an NFT show. Um, it, we talked about NFTs a lot. Like we talked to NFT artists a lot and stuff like that, but we talk about a lot of other stuff around here. We've done that from day one. Um, we've done comedy bits and the skits and, uh, all types of just, I don't know. It's just random. Like that's what I've tried to do from, from the beginning. That's why it's four things is because it's not really four things. It's, it's more than four things. Um, so, uh, when we started off this thing or when I started off this thing, uh, six months ago or so, um, I started it, uh, on my own. Uh, I started back in the saddle by myself. I called up some of the homies and, uh, and I said, um, you know, if you're around, if you can jump on and do some skits and stuff like that, you know, I want to do some fun stuff. And, uh, and so that's what we did. Um, eventually after season one, uh, catfish came crawling back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fish. You know, I gotta say, um, no fish hit me up and said, uh, said, Hey man, what, uh, you know, let's get a segment in. Let's do this thing. I said, all right. And, uh, and I said, if you ever want to come back to the show, the door is always open. That's always been my motto here. Um, and so Fish came back, and so he's been joining me now uh, randomly over the last uh, the last few months since about season two. Got to keep it interesting, of course. That's what that's that's what the whole goal is around here. Is I don't want it to be just a podcast where I'm just sitting here talking to one person all the time. I also don't want it to feel like um, you can't have fun around here or whatever or that you're always that you even expect what the format is or what's going to go on like that. That's not fun for me. This is uh this should be Christmas every day for you guys. So um so with the listeners, that's the way I look at it is, you know, the more uh random stuff that we can do, the more value that we can add that way, then you know, we're good. Um that brings me up to season three, uh, after we went to Podcast Palooza. Um we didn't really go to Podcast Palooza, it's not a real thing. Um <laughs> but we went to Podcast Palooza, Catfish and I. Um, you can hear that in season two. Uh, and then in season three, um, I decided I wanted to open it up a lot more. Um, I had interviewed at, uh, at this time. I've now, I think I've interviewed over, I think 20 or 30 profile picture projects, like NFT profile picture projects. And we've had over, I think 40, um, artists or creatives on this show. Um, 
and that's in uh, that's in the three seasons. So I wanted to be able to open it up, and and the more things episodes were were segments that we did before. Um, I wanted to open those up to artists more and be able to have those kind of like um, even more so like the old blind box episodes that Catfish and I did um, when we did the blind box. Uh, shout out to the blind box. Um, so I wanted to open those up a little bit more. So it's like that. So I'll tell an artist straight up like, look, if you want to come on for four things, we're going to keep it pretty direct about NFT talk on a, on a pretty specific topic or whatever. Um, but if you come on on fourth on more things, then it could just be us hanging out, smoking weed, like just talking about like, I mean, a recent episode was me, Denzel, and I think, um, I think Gordon Grady were talking about snacks. Like that was our, that like, that was, <laughs> like we just talked about snacks for a while. And like, we, uh, we went through our best ofs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's like you never really know what we're going to talk about in those segments, but that's that's what I like about those. I want to keep doing those because that's that's what kind of got me back into wanting to do these to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to have balance. Exactly. That is super fucking important. So, um, so then, uh, like I said, it's been about six months now, and I haven't really looked to make an NFT project. And um, the reason why was because. Um, I felt like there was, I don't want to say oversaturation, but I want to say that um, there were a lot of people trying to fill a lot of spots that they might have been good at, but they, I don't know, I don't know if I would have, if I would have really been able to link up with people that were being uh, genuine to what I was trying to do or whatever, or if they were just trying to get a bag or whatever. And I gotcha. You know, and then the other thing is, is that I don't honestly, I mean, I don't think I had enough followers for the show or anything like that i think people kind of take for granted when they say i'm going to drop an nft or an nft project they think that there's people just lining up like at a store that will just buy any nft like it just has to say nft on it and they'll buy it um that's not really the case so i had to you know i put in work for for like i said six months seven months now and i've networked with a lot of uh, really cool folks a lot of really cool artists um some influencers that aren't so cool some that are um, some that are cool like it's it's been a lot of uh a a lot of trial and error and trying things out and you know stuff like that um i always wanted to have something connected to the podcast but i wasn't really sure what um i'm not exactly uh, an artist i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a great artist by any means um i just kind of mess around with some stuff or whatever but i know some great artists um there's some artists that I've been on the show that, um, that enjoyed being on the show and, you know, told me straight up, like, if you ever need anything or, you know, if you're ever going to do anything, you know, just let me know. Um, so that kind of left the door open for me where it's like, all right, so what do I want to do here? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? And the thing is with NFTs and NFT technology and stuff like that is that, you know, the utility is something that is supposed to be attached to every project but it's hard for a lot of these projects to offer utility because they don't really have anything to start off. Like to start off for them, they just have a cool picture. And then they tell people, you know, at 50%, we're going to do a video game or 75%, we're going to do a video game or at a hundred percent, we're going to do this or, you know, but other than that, they don't have, they don't, they don't have a plan. You know what I mean? Like they don't have like to them, it's just like their image. A lot of the time, it's just a cool image. Like you could put it on like a skateboard, you could put it on a backpack, you could put it on a sweatshirt, you know, something like that. That's cool. I have no problem with that. But 
what happens when you have utility, but you don't have the other part of it? You know what I mean? Like what happens like when fish, if you think about it, like when we did the show for the blind box out in Atlanta at A3C, that's something that is utility. You know what I mean? For our listeners and for the fans of the show and stuff like that. Um, for people that don't know, when we did the blind box back five years ago now, we um, we had a show at A3C in Atlanta, which is like a music festival. And we uh, we booked the show. Shout out to Fish. Um, shout out to me. Um, shout out to shit. What's his name? Uh, we had Alfred you know Banks who? there. We had Thomas well, who's Crown. The, who's the cat that put it together, though? And, oh, and, um, um, a Levy. Yeah, yeah, A Levy. There you go. Um, no disrespect, but that's the reason why I want to get his name in there. And and um, I haven't talked to him in years. But uh, yeah, but yeah. So shout out. Yeah, we had we had a full roster of performers there. Like we held it down. Um, I almost got killed, but it's okay. Um, everything's <laughs> everything's fine. It, it worked out. Um, it was a it was a high pressure situation. Um, but again, it was. I, I think we were so ahead of our time that really people didn't know what to expect in general. And I think a lot of it, like a lot of the running around that night and stuff like that was a lot of that where people are like, well, what are we, you know, what are we doing? And, um, and it's crazy to like now see everything is like a live podcast. Like, yeah, I told you like everything is that now. When we, when we, when we did that, I, that's what I was trying to explain to you is I was like, these shows are going to be going live. Like we got to do this now. You know what I mean? And it made so much sense. Um, it still didn't go exactly it didn't go the way I wanted it to only because of the fact that I think people didn't really know the way thought, it should have gone. They thought they, they didn't because there was no such thing as a live podcast at that point. They thought it was a like a rap show. They thought we were right, just right, right. like MCs with raps and like which it was, was more cool. than that. We wanted to have that, but we wanted to have it more in between like some kind of back and forth hanging out with people type segments or whatever. A lot of like what you see now with a lot of these podcast shows. Um, but it, it just they couldn't quite understand that, I don't think. And so it's kind of hard to translate. And not, I don't know if it was the best place to translate that. But um, but that's one of those things where it's like to us, that was normal. To me, that was normal anyways, where I was like, we got to we got to do this thing live. Like it makes perfect sense. And when I explained it to Fish, he was like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, a lot of these these uh, NFT projects now, when you talk to them about doing stuff live or whatever, especially in the beginning of this, like four months ago, five months ago, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that'd be really cool. And I'm like, what do you mean it, it would be really cool? Like, do that. You know what I mean? Like, you should already be making that part of your roadmap or part of your plan that you're telling your your buyers and stuff is that, like, look, we're going to be doing live events. Like, we're going to be hitting South by Southwest. We're going to be hitting A3C. We're going to be hitting these festivals or whatever. These are things that we should be doing if you're going to be trying to translate a brand from digital to in real life and back and forth. You know what I mean? Like if that's what the whole purpose of like web three is quote unquote. Um, so I realized that we have the utility here and I have ideas for this, this, this podcast and not even just the podcast, but the brand. And I have, um, we've talked about me and Denzel doing our metaverse show and stuff like that. So that's, uh, we've already, that's already been out of the bag or whatever. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we want to do here that I want to be able to kind of pay creators for and stuff like that to help out, but I can't pay them if I don't have anything. And well, it's, it's, it's the difference between like a actual company company and like a Kickstarter. Right. Like an idea is one thing, but you need the capital to pull any of that stuff off. Exactly. And, um, and you know, and I don't want to open a kick. I've never been a fan of uh, Kickstarters or Patreons or anything like that, because I feel like 
I feel like it's too demanding for content at that point. Um, because when it comes down to it, guys, like, and this is for anybody who's going to, who's thinking about buying into this project, the shrug life project, we'll get to that in in a minute and explain more into detail about it. But for anybody who's considering, um, you know, getting into this thing or whatever, like you need to realize that, um, as I consider myself a creative, um, that's what I've kind of just accepted as the term like with all the different things that i do or whatever and all the things that i don't do or i can't do i'm just a creative it's just what i am or whatever sometimes as a creative an idea can take you two days and when you get done with it it could be great and you love it and when you show people what you did they're like that's fucking crazy like that's dope ha ha ha." you know i love it blah 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 or you could show people in two days or you could run it by, you know, look at it again in two days and be like, this is garbage. I hate this. I'm starting over again. But a little remnants of that, that idea might move on to the next thing or whatever. You might just kind of carry it over. Um, <clears throat> I can't tell if that's going to be two days, if it's going to be five days, if it's going to be seven days or 10 days. Like, I don't know if it's going to be for me taking a trip to the grocery store. I don't know if it's going to be a ta- me taking a trip, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 miles away. I really have no idea, but I just know that that's ideas hit you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know, yeah. that goes fish. Yeah. So, so it's like the one thing that I don't want to do with this project is I don't want to tell people, um, you know, we have a roadmap that at 75%, this is going to get done or at a hundred percent, you know, this is going to get done and we need, um, everybody and everybody's hitting me up saying like, so is it, are updates going to be coming this Friday? Are we going to get updates on this or, or is this going to be done? Or like, there's too many moving parts to feel like you have to answer to everybody all the time. And I understand that as like an NFT project, you know, you have a community and you have people that are bought in. So they want to have updates and stuff like that. You will get your updates with this project, with this shrug life project, you will get your updates. You'll, you'll see it moving. Like you'll see things happening or whatever. And you won't have to ask about what's going on with, with GM or what's going on with, uh, with, you know, uh, four things or what's going on with the podcast or whatever. Like you're going to see more than enough content and information and stuff like that, that comes across your timeline and all that, that like, you're not going to have to worry about being in a Patreon. You're not going to have to worry about being in a discord. You're not going to have to worry about, you're not going to worry about any of that. Like the only thing you're going to have to do is check your Twitter, like follow me on Twitter at four things podcast. And, um, Obviously, keep up with you know with what Fish is doing. Keep up with what Denzel's doing um, as he's been added to the show and he stops by you know um, randomly or whatever to hang out. Um, another really solid dude. Um, that's the thing about around here is like everybody wants to complain about all these projects that have anonymous developers and they have people that they don't you know you you have no idea who these people are and you know blah blah. blah. You know who I am. Like, you know who I am. If you don't know who I am, go back and listen to the episodes from the last six months, you know, and you know who Catfish is um, from season two, you know who Denzel is from season two and season three and being on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're all very out here, as they say, like you, like you, can, <laughs> you, can, hit us, you can hit us all up. And the thing is, like, you may not agree with me all the time you may not agree with catfish all the time you may not agree with denzel all the time um you may not agree even with in terms of the project when i when i pull the trigger on something or i make a decision on something you may look at it and be like oh why would he do that or it doesn't make any sense or you know whatever 
all I ask is is just give me the room to to make things happen. Like, and if I start an idea, let me finish it through. Like, it just before you call me crazy, before you say that it's not going to work or it's not. Because, like I said, five years ago when when Fish and I were talking about doing the the podcast live, nobody nobody backed us up on that other than the people that came through to perform, but they were coming through to perform regardless. But like nobody heard our idea for that. And we're like, wow, that's some next level shit. Like you guys are really onto something here. Like they were like, well, why would you have a podcast? But then you would do it live. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, and eventually now that's, that's where everybody's selling tickets. Like that's where everybody's getting people in. So it's like, you know, we need to be able to wait. Uh, we need to be able to find ways to make money for the show and stuff like that um, outside of the project itself or whatever. I can take care of that as we as we get everything going and on its feet more and stuff like that. Um, I don't want to talk about too much in terms of the Shrug Life project with what's coming or what I have planned or whatever, but I'll say. I really, I like, I really don't want to give too much away because I don't want to overpromise, underdeliver type of thing. But it's one of those things where if the project sells out and if we can really, you know, if we can get behind this thing, if everybody can can you know can support this thing, and if you, if people are really as tired of rug pulls and influencers and all that stuff as they say they are, um, you know, if if this thing can sell out, I'm looking at a, um like a magic school bus meets baby's kids type of situation. I mean, that's setting the bar high, but, uh, you know, it, it is. <laughs> I, I understand that. That's what I'm saying is like, I know I'm not trying to overpromise under, but I'm just saying like when people look at like, because I'm not going to release a roadmap like that. So I don't want people to look at the, the, the situation and be like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He has no plans. He has no this yet. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I promise you, especially especially if if money's involved, like you gotta, you gotta give some people some type of hope that like, okay, my money's just not going to nowhere. Exactly. Yep. And I completely agree. And that's where I'm saying, like, you know, I have plans for this thing. Um, I, you know, I don't know exactly what it's going to cost. I don't know. You know, I, I know it's going to cost, but I know that if we can sell this project, which I think is reasonably priced 0.04444, um, for um 4,444 of them like that's an I, I feel like that's enough to get us off the ground here like that's enough to be able to get this thing moving and and i think that people are going to be really surprised at everything i've done for the last six months for this show i've i've done from nothing nothing i i can i can honestly say that that I don't have multiple influencers that support or retweet my show i don't have people that um that are paying an advertising bill for me or a marketing bill or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm doing everything over here in, in this regard by myself. Um, if I can get some help with that and especially some paid help where, you know, where you, you, I know where to go. Like I know who to talk to and stuff like that. I just don't have it. You know what I mean? So we got to make that, we got to change that. We got to make it work. And, um, and hopefully everybody's in it for the long haul. And if they are, then I but, feel like there's gonna I, be really I, I feel like I feel like that's a key distinction that needs to be made is that? that you're not you're not going down the route of trying to get unpaid interns or just like we're gonna pay somebody in exposure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you have a skill that could make what we're doing even bigger and you should be compensated for. It. The only uh, problem is that we need to raise the funds first in order to do that. 
And um, and I'll be the first one to say that everybody that's involved with the Shrug Life project will be getting paid. Um, it's it's payment at sellout. I'll be the first one to say that also. Um, but that's again because I don't want to hit everybody up and say, "Hey, I'll pay you point one for for doing this or whatever." Like, I want to be able to. I want everybody to be compensated fairly, and the only way I can really do that is is with the sellout. So, um. So we're going to we're going to push this thing and hopefully uh you know like I said hopefully everybody's behind it and um the fact is is that shrug life is something that when I first started doing you know thinking about doing any kind of visual project for an NFT um I started with the hip hop bodies and that was something that was just something I was doing for fun and I don't know they were just kind of like I was like yeah they're kind of nostalgic or whatever like I'm I don't have like a deep connection to these but like they're cool you know what I mean like they speak to me in like a like a like kind of like a childhood way or whatever yeah yeah um but then I saw another project where I felt like the art was way stronger and I was like um all right never mind like this like this isn't going to work because I don't really have any like I'm not going to I'm only going to push this so far um, and I didn't want to, and again, I'm not going to put out an NFT project that's, you know, 4,000 or 8,000 or 10,000 if I don't really feel like it's something that I would really stand behind and really push and, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a difference between being a cash grab and like actually being a well thought out like business plan. Yeah. And, and, and not a, and even beyond a business plan, like it's, it's, I mean, fish, you know, this because you're one of the, you're one of the original members, like this is before even money and shit like that you know the struggle life's never never made any of us anything no you know like no. it's it's nothing that like none of us is like we never put it on a t-shirt or never tried to sell it for anything or whatever like to us struggle life was just a hashtag like it's it's just a hashtag but at the same time it's a it's a community it's a family of people um it's people that if you ever you know if if uh if anybody ever needed anything in like the struggle life crew and they were in my town or whatever they needed a couch to, to sleep on or whatever like i got them you know what i mean like that's like that's nothing i would tell you a story how i was in indianapolis and i ran into i i randomly tweeted out i was going to be in indianapolis i wouldn't go to sleep on my friends from college and uh fira hit me up and fira popped up out of nowhere and we ended up in vip in this random club <laughs> i love it I love but it, it. But it was but it was literally like I, I sent out the struggle like bat signal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. That's um there I I told the story on here about EF Cutting, um, where uh where you saw my my Twitter profile and saved me from getting kicked out of the club. Um he didn't have to do that. Uh there was a night where me shit, man. I I think it was me, Fee. Dada maybe I think Dada was there. Fee is uh, Fee is always involved. Yeah, yeah, Cal. I think, and I think Cal was there, and it was out at um. Now this is again. What, this is it South by. I think it was at South by, and we went to a performance. Like we went to a concert there, where yo, we did that shit where like we went into the elevator, and like when we were going through, they were like, "Y'all performing tonight?" We're like, "Yeah." Like there was like there was no like there was no like uh, like oh who are you with or like no it was just like y'all performing tonight uh huh okay. And then, uh, and then that was it. But like we, we ended up. Um, I think that was the night that Dipset performed at, at uh, the spot that we went to. So like, these are all people that for the people that are listening right now. Um, we didn't know. I can't speak for everybody. I mean, I'm sure that like when you know, I want to get Rusty on here. I know that his schedule is crazy and whatnot. Shout out to Russ, um, Kinetic, and and Des, and uh, and all those guys. I want to get all those guys on here. But yeah. yeah. Um, 
I can't speak for everybody, but I can say I didn't really know anybody um, in Shrug Life until I met everybody from Shrug Life. Um, now, with that being said, I don't know how the I got to talk to Rusty because even with even with that being said, like I don't really know what the origin, the actual definite origin of Shrug Life is in terms of like. For all I know, Rusty could have saw it somewhere. For all I know, somebody put Rusty onto it. For for all I know, like there's still a, a like a, a shrug, uh, um, uh, a whole mythology here that we gotta we gotta patch in. Yeah. But I can only speak from when I jumped in, and when I jumped in was I I saw that uh you know I think Rusty you, V, Dada, EF Cotton, um. And a, and a group of uh, people were, were were tagging it. Now, this was – so when people hear this, they could be like, oh, so you just took the idea and you ran with it. All right, look. This was fucking 12 years ago. No, it wasn't, it wasn't you, even like that. Like back then, the internet was this wide open place of love and tenderness and affection and care <laughs> yes. that there was no one getting canceled there was right. no one out here with the with the mob I, I, trying to take them down or whatever. It was literally just like like Twitter used to be this place where the hashtags were simple. There was Music Monday where you played, right. where you said what song you were listening to, what album that you Follow discovered Friday. on that Monday. There was Follow Friday. Yeah, there was Throwback Throwback Thursday. Thursday. Um, and I know for me personally, I I linked up with. I think it was rusty and kinetic through my friend who's also from Indianapolis. The one I, I just said I was going to visit. Yep. And, uh, I remember, you know, shouting them out, following them. And on Fridays, there would be like my follow Friday list, but then I'd also do like a shrug life list where I would just shout out the six or seven people that I saw were using it. Cause right. I followed all of them and everybody, and everybody was cool with it. And it was, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. I, that morphed <laughs> that place of love and tenderness and fair is different now and it's just a totally different place i'll tell you this the nft community isn't isn't as bad um that's the one that's the one thing i really do like about um you know i i'll i'll, I'll give it a hard time sometimes by saying like all oh, community 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 but um there really are uh, – there are days, most days on Twitter when I'm on there where it is very fucking positive like what you're saying where um, if I tweet something out about either myself or the project or four things or you know whatever, um, I usually get a pretty good response of, of like good feedback at this point of like positive people and shit like that. Like I've done a pretty good job I think of like kind of curating that around. I don't know if that's going to change with that's the cool. launch of this project. Um, and more people come in because, like I said, one thing that I'm not doing with this project is um, we're not going to run a regular Discord for this thing. Um, Discord has become a very, like, a very important point for a lot of these projects. Um, for me, I think that it causes. I think it could be good. Um, there are some people out there that like they hear me say that and they could be like, "Oh, oh, get the fuck out of here! I love Discord. Discord's the best." All right, okay, I get it. You're you love it, um, and that's cool. Like that's great. Um, but, the, but that goes back to the whole point of like needing like options, like alternatives. 
Yeah, and like any other thing, and, and there's also a thing here where it's like if you're in a Discord all day with your project, and you guys are talking, and you're having the greatest conversation from you know seven in the morning until noon or whatever, like that shit's moving, like everybody's in there, everybody's having a good time, everybody's talking, blah blah. blah. You're the only people that are seeing that. Um, I know that's frustrating for for some people because they'd be like, "Well, just join the Discord, it vibes." Not everybody wants to join the Discord. Like it's just what it is. Like you can't you can't force people into apps that they don't want to own or that they don't want to participate in. Um, I've I've onboarded now in six months, guys. You got to trust me. I've onboarded more than probably you know a hundred people or whatever, fifty to a hundred people. I feel like, and every single one when they hear the Discord thing, they're just like, I don't get it. Like they don't get it. They don't like it. They um, there's like nothing about it that is appealing to them. That's, and, how, that's how I feel about Clubhouse. Yeah, and I can understand that. I can understand that in Twitter Spaces. That's how. That's like my thing with Twitter Spaces is like, I I don't mind Twitter, Twitter spaces. spaces. Yeah, it's the same thing as Clubhouse. It's just like oh, a, a oh. chat that you can join in Twitter. Should have known. Yeah, for the people that are are listening, Fish isn't on Twitter anymore. He bailed. Sure did. So, so and um, is, and is great. <laughs> he never looked back um and and so twitter space is kind of the same thing where like i look at it as like it's cool to jump in for like five ten minutes or whatever but eventually like there just ends up being some bullshit that i'm just like yeah i'm not sticking around for this like i'm out of here and like it's just not worth it so my thing is is that twitter right now is the biggest um it's the biggest communication app it's the biggest uh social media app um especially for nfts if you are on Twitter regularly and if you're following one of these influencers that has 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 followers and you're not following me um, and you're not checking out this show, you're not checking out the artists that have been on this show, um, the problem the problem is not me or Discord. The, I'm sorry to say the problem is you. Like it's not – it's okay. Like you don't have to get mad. Like you don't have to get mad at me. Don't get mad at you. Don't get mad at anybody. Just look at it. Just look at it for what it is. If you're supporting these guys who have 50,000, 100,000 followers or whatever, and that's where you're relying on your source of information, and I'm giving you information on this show for the last six months, and there's been artists on the show. I had brain vomit on the show, and a week later, Gary V shouts him out and sold out his project. Like, that's not something I'm making up. Like, that's not something I'm not saying that Gary V found him because he was on the show. Brain vomit, Steve's a dope ass artist. Like, that has nothing to do with me. All I'm saying is, is if you if you were up on this show, you would have been up on Brain Vomit and what he was doing with the project a week before, and you wouldn't have needed to rely on Gary Vee and, but the, his, but the, the, and the, his influence. The catch twenty two of that is that mm-hmm. some people do, some people don't want to actually put the work in. They just want to see who's got the latest cosign. Right. So unfortunately, there are some people that probably purchase this thing only because Gary Vee shouted him out. And like that's the that's the like it's un, it's unescapable. Like that's just how it's gonna work with anything when you're dealing with like a large group of people in like a group setting. One thousand percent, man. Like it's it's definitely it's definitely that. And and that's and again, that's okay. Like if you if you rely on people for your information, like that's all right. But that's what I'm trying to say is like you can rely on me for your information. Like, yeah, I've of course, here. of course. You know what I mean? Like I've been here, like I've been, you know, like we've been doing this. We're going to keep doing this. Um, Like I said, with the shrug life thing, like that's something that, you know, we've stayed with for 10 years now or whatever. And, um, you know, if anybody, there's very few people 
that were involved with Shrug Life that just straight up fell off. They, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, put their name out there or anything like that. I, mean, I can't we, think of know. any. No, there's a, there is a couple, there's a couple there that I could think of that I can't really track down right now. Oh, um, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 But, but like, again, you know, that's, that's fine. Like that's what happens with life. Like I'm not mad at that, but I'm just saying, um, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Fish isn't going anywhere. Um, you know, even he could pop up once a week, once a month, uh, once every six months or whatever. Like he's still around. Um, he's always going to be a part of the show and influential with, with what goes on in this show um, as much as he wants to be. Now, if Fish calls me up one day and says, yo, I'm not I'm not feeling funny anymore. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I can't really make him feel funny anymore. Oh, but the bro's my funny bone. but that's like if he if he pulls that then i'll be like all right cool like i get it um but if this thing goes the way that i plan it to go and if you know if this if this release of shrug life goes the way that um that i i plan it to go and hope it can go um we're gonna have a lot more time to be able to cultivate some some stuff like we're gonna be able to figure things out and that's gonna be a lot of fun like there's there's stuff that you know fish has talked about before that you know he's into stand-up and stuff like that that he was you know he, he tried doing some stand-up stuff for a little bit um we we can get into fish is also a rapper he also um made a rap song so uh <laughs> funny <laughs> funny you should mention that we have people we have people in town for an engagement party uh-huh. uh, a month ago at this point mm-hmm. uh beginning of november but uh Obviously, I had like all of my college friends here. It was it was a good time, good people, and uh, of course they get here and everyone's like speech. So my best man, like, hey, like I like to give a speech. Uh, um, I, I don't want to give a speech. I just want to play my Corbin's rap song. <laughs> Mommy, hello, make it, make it wiggle like Jello. Mommy, hello, make it wiggle like Jello. Mommy, hello, make it wiggle like Jello. Man, that's yeah. a classic. In front of in front of in front of parents, in front of friends, aunts, that's uncles. That's great. Uh, it was uh, interesting. It was. I'm not going to say it was well received. I'm just going to say no one booed. <laughs> That's good. At least I didn't get up and walk out. I, I thought it was going to be like Showtime at the Apollo. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> just pulls you up. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I like. Fish and I, like, Fish has been creative. I've been creative. Like, that's not going to change. Um, if y'all know Denzel, um, Denzel's creative. Like, as long as he's around, like, that's going to, like, that's, that's, that's going to happen. Like, that's yep. not going to change. And on top of that, um, like I said, like there's a whole crew of homies that have been repping this thing for the last uh, 10 years plus or whatever that are DJs, rappers. That are um, the most creative. Yeah. Like that's I, what I'm saying. Like I, like I went to Indy one time. I saw Kinetic and Rusty perform at a children's fair. And yep. I was sitting on bales of hay. Yep. Um, and we stopped at the store. We got some rolling rocks and we brought them over there. And we they were face painting and there was rapping going on. Like these are the most creative like – get it get it done however they need to type people so that's right i'm really excited that's that's that diy um yeah i'm i'm really like that's what i was saying is like with with the uh the hip-hop bodies that was cool like i i liked it but i didn't have like a i didn't feel a connection to the project like that um this is a project that like this this is some shit that I'll, i'll 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 get the tattoo you know what i mean like i have no problem with that like once this thing takes off and as we get moving or whatever like i'll be the first one to say um I'm fine with that. Now, people in it, like it's funny because the the crew, you know, like we haven't really interacted much over the last however many years, and it's just because everybody's been you know busy living life, you know, all that it's kind just, of stuff. Just life, and um, 
and which is fine but but again we we didn't lose track of each other we everybody still follows each other on twitter nobody just just up and you know unfollowed or blocked each other or any of that bullshit um and the homies could be listening to this and be like damn gee you really go hard for this shit look i'll tell you why um in life i've realized and, and fish could be the first one to to kind of speak on this for me i guess that sometimes i get a little bit worked up um, I get a little bit, uh, a little bit angry, a little bit, uh, you know, pissed off. I get a little bit, uh, uh, upset. I get a little bit emotional, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, uh, sad, uh, that's that depressed, whatever, like all, all that shit, like very, uh, wide range of emotions over here. Um, one thing that I, I feel like that's really important is, um, I think in life that's really important is friendship. And I think being able to center yourself, I think, I think those two things are, are really important in life. And I think that this project and what this symbolizes is literally all of that. Um, I don't think you could find a project that symbolizes those two things more than this project. Now, does that mean that I'm going to go out and be Mr. Happy all the time? And like, you know, on my timeline, you know, I'm all of a sudden just gonna be like, Hey, shrug it off. Like, I'm not going to be Mr. Passive aggressive or whatever. Like I'm not going to be, that would honestly be worse or like more weird. If you just like transformed into Ted Lasso. (laughs) That's, and that's what I'm not going to do. Like, I'm not going to do that. But like, that's what the whole point of, of shrug life is, is that, we're not perfect. You know what I mean? Like we're not perfect. We're not always going to have good days. We're not always going to have bad days. Sometimes we're going to have those days that are just in the middle where you just, you just shrug the shit off or whatever. But at the end of the day, you just accept everybody for who they are. Cause that's the other thing about shrug life. When you really, you know, when you look at it is that it's a, it's a wide variety of different, um, people, different, different skin tones, different faces, different, uh, cultures, backgrounds, um, growing up you know all that stuff and i think that's important like i think that to be able you know to have or to be a part of something like that that we've we've been a part of for this long um i think we take it for granted sometimes because i think that there's a lot of people out there that would love to have something like that and they don't you know or they can't for one reason or another whether it be politics or you know or race relations or whatever the case may be and we don't have that um, over here. You know what I mean? Like Eddie's out here being crazy Mexican Eddie, and like that's fine. You know what I mean? Like we love Eddie for that. Like we've never, we've never once made Eddie feel any kind of way for that. Um, he's just always been Eddie. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I think that speaks for everybody. So um, that's another part of the project that you know I feel like it's it, yeah it does it does mean a lot to me because um, I think that it shows how you know, things could be. And while there's only, you know, maybe 30, 20, 30, 40 of us or whatever, um, you know, if you were to put a couple zeros onto the end of that, I think that, I think the world would be okay. I agree with that. You know, it's, so. it's, I, I don't think I sent you the text yesterday, but I was doing a volunteer event. Mm-hmm. Um, and the volunteer event was, um, what I forgot, I forgot what the name of it is, but essentially it's like you go to this warehouse and they've gotten all these different things that were, that have been donated to the warehouse. And then you are able to go and you do like the picks. And so you get to essentially pack 
like a like a Christmas sack of toys for that kid, and like they get the yeah yeah that's fun. Want, I like that all that stuff. So it, it's it's cool. Um, on the list of things to pick, there was one thing that stood out to me. It was nonpartisan Uno. Uno is a children's card game. It really can be played by anybody. Right. Um, and the thing was that, like, hey, this is a children's card game. Let's not ever forget that. Um, and while we're at it, we decided to take the next step and actually make a card game. And the Uno nonpartisan pack doesn't have blue cards and it doesn't have red cards. And they replaced them with purple and orange because they felt that the having blue cards and red cards was too triggering and start political conversation and debate and blah, 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 blah. So they had to take oh. those color cards out of fucking Uno. That's interesting. Um, it, everything you just said is just like, there are so many things that we get worked up on or we choose to devote our time to or whatever that are not adding any value to our lives and instead are adding all this negativity and we're letting it rule, rule our lives. And it's like, if kids are being told that they can't even play with red and blue playing cards, like right. we got bigger things we need to address before we can focus on anything yeah. else. Like that's ridiculous. Like these are... Like it would be like a, a set of the nonpartisan Uno cards, and it would be like a strawberry shortcake pre-K. Here's how you do uh, letters and numbers. Like if we're if we're thinking that people that kids at that age are already too burnt out by red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican, like that's a problem. I agree with you. Um, now, to, to go off of what you just said, um, I think this is a good time to bring up the blind box. Um, all right. So so for people that don't know, uh, the blind box is a show that Catfish and I did uh, back in 2015, and uh, it lasted two seasons. Uh, Catfish was there for just over 100 episodes or, or right around 100 episodes. Um, I was there for right around 200 episodes. Um or so and then we well i guess segments because if you count segments fish was there for technically like 200 segments yeah. um because every episode two segments. two segments right so he was there for like two segments um uh per so it was 200 segments i was there for like 300 segments um and uh it, and it was it was good times it was a lot of good times um when we started doing the blind box we never looked at it as like a we were going to do a comedy show um, but we thought that people would find it entertaining, like that people would uh, people would laugh at it and stuff, possibly um, if they had the same kind of sense of humor. And really, we did most of it for the Shrug Life homies, like just for like the people that we knew early um, around that time or whatever that we thought just might like it. Um, now, the thing about the blind box is uh, there were times where we would get into conversations where um, you could you could you could get offended uh yeah. i guess it's yeah. it, it was possible that yeah, you could get offended now we never went into a show saying who can we offend today or who can we talk about that it's going to make things uh racy or whatever but like i'll just give people a little for instance um and this is where you got to understand like this I'll, I'll explain every layer of this so we can figure this out together real quick we had junie boom data on the show 
Now, shout out to Junie. Junie, Junie is a great. Is Junie is a great guy. Okay, um, that's the first thing man. I want to say. Fantastic. Um, came out to uh, to perform live. Uh, he showed face like he's not anonymous or anything like that. Very, very real dude. Very, um, very personable, et cetera, et cetera. So, Junie was on the show, and at one point, Junie talked about. Now, this is where I say you got to understand the layers of this. Now, I didn't say to Junie, hey, Junie, what? Okay, I might have said, what's your wildest strip club story? But I didn't think it was going to be this. Like, I didn't, like, I just thought it was going to be something. I don't know. Junie's craziest strip club story was that he caught chlamydia on the tip of his finger. And that he went to the doctor um, a few days later because he had a bump on his finger. And the doctor looked at it and he's like, oh, you got chlamydia on your finger. And, and the, the whole thing is, uh, I totally forgot this. It's, it's so funny. So now here's the thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't say to, to Junie, Hey Junie, you ever get, um, an STD on your fingertip at the strip club? Like I, I never, I didn't say that to him. Like I wasn't trying, like I wasn't trying to be provocative. I wasn't trying to be racy. I wasn't trying to be anything. We had a guy on the show who, his top three songs are "What's That Pussy Like," uh, "What's Up with the Pussy," "What's Up with the Pussy," uh-huh. and it, like "Bend That Pussy Over" or something like that. Those are those are like Junie's top three songs. Yeah, all bangers. Uh, but that's just the fact of it. Like we now we we had him on because he's he's a good dude. Uh, I like his music. Um, he's he was a great guest. Um, that's just the show. Now, if you heard that, and if you're expecting to listen and hear, you know, NFT talk or whatever, or you're expecting to hear like, you know, market talk or Jim Cramer or whatever, like you're going to hear that and be like, oh my God, these guys are fucking crazy. We're not crazy. We're just crazy compared to what you might be used to or what you kind of listen to normally or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we never really went out of our way to try to, to try to be the crazy guys or whatever. It's just, we like to have fun and we like to have a fun show. And that translated really well, I think to laughs. Now, with that being said, one thing about the new project is that we will be offering um, utility from the blind box with this new project. Um, not all episodes have been saved from the blind box, um, but a lot of them have enough that we can make some fun stuff out of this and, and airdrop it to people or have them claim um, parts of old episodes and there's a lot of stuff that's that gets into the thing about the roadmap that I was talking about, where it's like, I don't want to tell you guys exactly what's going on. I would rather have you listen to this episode, hear what we're up to or whatever. And then when you hear this, you can be like, yeah, that's that's something I would I would fuck with. Or you can hear it and be like, no, nah, those guys are, are recluse. Nope, I'm not doing it, blah, blah, blah. And if that's the case, then you're not about this degen life. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, look it, I've I've. I've spent 0.04444 on way dumber shit than this. And and I and I say way dumber because this isn't dumb. Um we have a roster of over 12 incredible artists that uh are mostly one of one artists. They don't do uh profile picture projects. Um we have uh we have utility that's connected to the podcast. We have uh my 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 dev, my 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 smart guy, my brain guy, he, he he's he's a fucking wizard, man. I, I'll give it to him. He's a wizard. So he, I, I feel very comfortable on that end. Like we're covered and we are considering some cool things to be able to do. Um, 
after the launch with what you have and stuff like that. Like we're, this isn't going to be a typical project. I'm not going to say that we're going to reinvent the wheel, but I'm just going to say that it's not going to be your typical project. And if that's something that you're looking for, and if it's something that you're willing to give a shot or whatever, and you look back at the catalog on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all that stuff, and you say, yeah, this is something I can get behind, then we welcome you aboard and um, we can't wait to, to hear from you and, and talk to you about everything. And, you know, if you have any questions or whatever, hit me up on Twitter and, um, feel free to ask those. Um, I'll I'll try to reply to everything that I see. Um, and of course, there's there's still the email. Also, right now, I'm still getting flooded with fucking spam links from producers because I mentioned Beats one time. Um, but if you want to hit me up with an email, go for it. Like you can do that. Like nothing's nothing's changing. It's all going to be the same. Um, and lastly, the, the last thing I want to say about the project, other than a thank you to all the artists that um, that have uh, that have jumped on the project, I don't want to give a final list right now while you're listening, because somebody we haven't put change. Out, yeah, we haven't put out that info. Well, actually, to be honest with you, Fish, I actually have like I'd say ninety nine percent of the contributions right now. Like oh, nice. everything, I've been working my ass off on this thing, man. Like that's one thing that I like wanted it. to I wanted to say this to to everybody. If you're th- if you ever heard that like a generative project is easy or like it's it's easy to do like a, a thing like this or whatever, it's not. Like don't let them if it's easy, you're you're doing you're doing it wrong. Like you didn't you didn't put in enough effort or whatever in certain areas because I'm telling, and I could see like maybe if you launch your tenth one or whatever, like then it could get easy or your fifth one or whatever. But I'm telling you, for your first one. Um, it's, it's really not easy. And even with me, I thought like, all right, well, I'm not going to be doing like a ton of the artwork on it. So, you know, it it should be okay. Like, you know, the artists are going to be doing the heavy lifting. I was way fucking wrong, man. Like I have, um, over, I think 60 to 70 now t-shirt designs that have been designed for this project, um, that are original shirt designs. Um, then you also have to do the the coding aspect in terms of even not not the coding aspect, but like the labeling of files and stuff like that and separating the files because you have to have them in a certain order for them to work with like the, the contract. Um, there's just a lot of explain to me things. this contract thing. Um, so basically my, uh, my dev, um, he puts together uh, this, this contract. It's a, uh, it's an open source contract that, you know, you can go to, different projects that have launched and you can look at their their site info and you can see what they used as their contract and what their contract is is it's it's what you're minting off of what you're buying your nft off of is the contract um so he has to make a contract in order for people to mint off of now one thing that we want to include in the contract which i i would say we're about 99 percent that this is going to be included so again guys don't don't flame my house down if this doesn't happen, but I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. Um, we're going to do the first 44 for free. And then the last 400 for free, as long as you have a shrug in your wallet. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So like, and in order for us to be able to do that, the contract has to be able to read that the first 44 for free, and then it kicks in a price. And then it, and then when it gets down to 400, it kicks in, you know, it, it has a another action in the contract that kicks it into 400 for free. Yeah, I, I, I can see how that would be complicated. 
So yeah, it gets very, and especially when, you know, my dev is very ambitious. Like he's very, um, he, he wants to do things. He actually wants to come on here uh, at some point in the, in the near future and kind of talk about some of the things that we did with the contract and some of the things that we're trying to do with the contract and moving forward and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, but one thing I want to say, and I, I just want to throw this out there is the last thing I'm going to say about, uh, the Shard Life, um, project right now. Um, I guess there's two things I want to say. One is that 16% of the sales will be going to the original Shrug Life members, um, 16 members from the original Shrug Life. That includes Catfish, um, and everybody will be getting 1%, um, each on the, uh, on the, on the individual, like on the first project sales, uh, up until the sellout basically. So I wanted to work it in with you guys for secondary, but I don't think we're going to be able to do that, uh, this time around, but there is, okay. So now this brings me into my next thing. Um, I want everybody to look at this project as series one. Um, I haven't really announced that. I haven't really put it out there like that. I'm not going to label the, the artwork as series one, but I'm just, anybody that's listening to this, consider this as series one. Um, the same way when you were a kid, um, or even now, um, you go and you get a pack of basketball cards or baseball cards or whatever you open them up. Um, you go through those cards. Now you might end up with a card that is one out of, um, every, uh, 1000 cards you, you would get this card. You might end up with a card where it's like three out of every seven cards or whatever is this card or whatever that math works out to. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So that you also got to keep in mind, there's like, there's, there's like those checklist cards. You know what I mean? Like when you, uh, when you open up like a pack of baseball cards, you know, sometimes you'll get like that checklist card that's in there. Yeah. So you got to keep in mind, like there's those, like they might take a chance with like other types of cards where they include a card that has like a piece of the, uh, the floor from, you know, like the, uh, the arena or whatever. Um, it's all that kind of stuff. It's the same thing with like blind boxes. When you open up a blind box, you could open up that blind box and then you can open up one next to it and you could get the same thing in both blind boxes. Now, is it highly likely that that that's going to happen? No, not, I mean, not really. That's but it, but it's not thing. a 0% possibility. Like it's, it's possible. Exactly. It is possible. Now with a lot of these projects, the big thing about them is, is that they want, um, you know, they want 10,000 and they want it one of one for each piece. So if you, if you get one that nobody else has one from that project that looks like yours. Then the the same people that buy into those projects will complain, oh, well, everybody goes out and just gets a bunch of Fiverr artists and draws a bunch of crap. And then we have to go out and buy it as a project and hope the project is good. All right. Here's what I'll say to this. I am in this project. I am giving you quality art from over 12 quality artists that are NFT um, solidified in the community, proven, sold, everything. I'm giving you that art with proven utility over the last six months from a podcast that's been here this entire time and from friends that have been here for 12 years for me and catfish that have been here for the last five years or whatever, like all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a, it, it you're getting both of those things. So you, you may not get, you're not going to get a one of one. Um, that doesn't exist in this project. There isn't a one of one. What there is, is I think that the, the, the lowest, um, 
rarity or the highest rarity, if you will, is one of 25. So that means you have a 25 out of 4,444 chance of, of landing one of those when you mint. To me, that's if you want to play the rarity game and you want to play the game where you're saying, I want to get a rare one, I want to get one that's value, I want to get one that's whatever. I don't know how much more value you could get other than 25 out of 4,444. It works out to, I think, 1.9% or something like that. It might even be less than that. Um, and it's from a dope-ass artist that you should know about, you should be following, You should that's that's been contributing. Um, this particular artist has pieces owned by Kevin Durant and Everlast from House of Pain. Um like this is no joke, man. Like he's a he's a real ass artist, and um, and he's been on the show, and he's dope as fuck. And if you can get a, a piece that only twenty five of them exist out of four thousand pieces from the project, you're gonna get utility to the project, regardless. You're gonna get a, a dope ass piece to be able to collect and put in your wallet. Um, and if you want to go and open up another one and, and you want to go mint another one and see what happens, you can mint another one. And if you get lucky, maybe you get lucky and you get the same one. And that's not a bad thing. Like, it's not a bad thing to get two out of 25. That means you just got two out of 25 out of a 4,444 project. Like go play the fucking lotto. You know, don't look at it as like, oh, I can't believe, you know, mine looks the same as as this other one or whatever, because there's going to be flavors in there. Like there's going to be different things for you to be able to look at. There's going to be different artists for you to be able to check out. There's going to be four different shirts per head. So you're going to have options on what shirt you would want with, with, with what artist. Um Certain artists have contributed multiple heads. Uh, shout out to Chiefy. He, he submitted five heads. So Chiefy's going to be, you're going to see some of his heads in there a little bit more and that's okay. Chiefy is an artist that's, that's, you know, relatively just starting out, um, in the NFT world. Um, you know, I, I want him to get that recognition. Like I want him to be a, a large part of this project. Do I want to do a, a project with Chiefy where it's just all Chiefy's work throughout the entire project? We do 4,444 Chiefy skulls. No, I don't really want to do that. And I think Chief, he respects that. And he, and, and he, you know, he appreciates me for that. And I appreciate him for, for contributing these dope ass heads to this project. And, and there's ways for us to be able to work together without feeling like we have to go all in all the time or whatever. And like Chiefy is all in on this project. I'm all in on Chiefy. We don't, we don't need to, I don't have to give him all that time to launch a project with him and then give somebody else all that time to launch a project with them and then give somebody else all that let's just do all this. Uh, we'll just do it all at once. You know what I mean? Like we'll do it all at once and we'll, and we'll take shit over that way. No, I respect it. So, so that's where we're at fish um, with the, uh, with the shrug life project. Um, for anybody that's listening, usually fish and I go off on random tangents a lot more than, uh, than what we have um, in this episode, which has been a lot of me talking about the project. But I feel like it's an important one. Um, we need to get it out there. And and like I said, anybody who asks any questions about roadmap, Discord, utility, airdrops, um, any of that stuff, um, I, I hope that you push play on this episode and you're listening right now. And I appreciate you for checking us out and taking the, the hour to do that or whatever. Um, and hopefully if you want to go back and listen to some other episodes and see what you're getting yourself into or whatever, you can do that too. Um, it's, you know, it's all right there.
Fish, did you uh, did you see that Different Strokes is getting a live play tonight on ABC? I saw that Annie was getting one. I didn't know Different Strokes was getting one too. Yep, Annie. I saw the one for Annie, and that commercial is so bizarre. It feels like a Saturday Night Live skit. It feels like satire. Yeah, exactly. Like it feels like I, we were watching Saturday Night Live, and the Annie skit came on, and I was like, "Wait a second, is this still Saturday Night Live, or is this actually Annie?" And uh, my girl was like, no, this is actually Annie. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is bad. And I don't understand why they made the cast black, but then they kept Danny War- or, uh, Daddy Warbucks white. You know why they did that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you what are know we doing? why they did that. Because that was the other thing my girl said to me. And she's like, why'd they do that? I'm like, I, they have to. They're Because they, they wouldn't get it on TV otherwise. You like, know, you know why they did that. Um, no, no, no. So – it, it's it's uh, 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 that's the same reason we have nonpartisan Uno. <laughs> so so, but you'll always have four things. Um, all right. So what I saw today was the different strokes is going to be on ABC. I believe it's tonight. Now, when people hear this, it's going to be after that. So you yeah, can go yeah, back yeah. and and Google it or whatever. Sure, be on YouTube. You want to guess the cast for different strokes? First, you got to go with with Mr. Drummond, the dad, Vin Diesel. No. No, I was going to say, I think this one's going to be harder for you to get. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Uh, okay. From Third Rock. No, from no, the no. I, I know exactly who that is. All right, all right, all right. So, so I um, like that for Mr. Drummond, though, because like he was you know just tall, white guy with, with white hair. All right, sure. And and I'm sure you can make him seem evil. No, I don't, I don't know. We're, that's what we got to figure out. We, I haven't seen it yet. So um, I just saw the commercial for it, and, uh, and they just showed – I mean, they showed a smiley picture of him, so I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, true, true. All right. So – uh, now Willis, who do you think is playing Willis? Non Gary Coleman is Willis. No, no, I, I know, I know. I know. If I'm I know. saying for the listeners oh. and whatnot, just to um, you know what I mean. Can Can you give me like a like a hint, like age range, like how famous are they? Like they have a large family. Is it a, is it a uh, Wayans? Yes, yes, it is. Is it is it Damon Junior? Uh no, it's Damon actually. Oh, Damon Wayne. Oh, it's actually Damon. Yeah, Damon is Damon is playing uh Willis. And and guess who is playing Arnold? Well, now that you said Damon Wayans, I'm I'm, I'm all off. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the target audience for? John Lithgow and Damon Wayans. Um. Oh, just you wait. Uh. Usher. Uh, Kevin fucking Hart is playing Arnold. Oh my god! That's right. They got the smallest dude in uh, in in Hollywood, the smallest black dude to play Arnold, and I love it. It makes perfect sense. It's going to be amazing. Um, I don't know what episode they're they're like recreating or whatever, but for anybody that doesn't know, Different Strokes is uh, is is one of my favorite shows, like probably top three of all time. And um, when I was watching the commercial, they were showing like you know that they were doing this. And uh, and I was like, man, I wish they would do different strokes. And then they show different strokes. And I'm like, holy shit! And then um, <laughs> and then and then as they're going, I'm like, who would they get to play Arnold? Oh, it'd be so great if they had Kevin Hart play Arnold. And then it shows Kevin Hart, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> so, um, so needless to say, I am locked in for this. Like, I don't, I'm not hearing any any fud, any bad uh, anything about this. Like, you can't pull me away from watching this. Um, you you threw me off because like. Arnold and Willis were children. Mm-hmm. 
So Damon Wayans <laughs> and Kevin Hart. <laughs> I agree. That's uh that's why I was like, I thought they were actually remaking it like the way they were making it. No, 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 no. That's uh it's been that long since they've had black actors black actors in Hollywood. <laughs> can I just say can they I, couldn't find anybody. They're like, well, I don't know, man. Can I, I, can I just say this and 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 it, uh, this is another one of those where take it take it how you want, but uh yeah. I'm glad they're not British. I could just see uh, Arnold and Willis being British. <laughs> you think they're just going to flip it up? Just just change everything? Just change everything. Just make them British. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think they. Um, I think this one. I think this no, one. No, has no, potential. no, no, no. I was saying like hire like black British actors to play black people, like, like they do for <laughs> Jesus everything else. Christ. They do that for yeah. a lot of shit. You um, have, have you, you ever heard? Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, what's that? You seen Snowfall? Yeah, no, I, I, I know. Um, you know this, uh, there's this, oh, damn it, hold on. I got to find my phone here real quick, um, which I know is like around me somewhere. Uh, da, 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 da. Give me a second, folks. Hold on. The reason why is there's a song that I, uh, that I was going to ask you about, and I'm, I'm really interested um, on, I guess, your feedback of this song. And uh, feedback in general. All right, my phone isn't here. Um, I think this song is called "Believing." I think I think that's a song. Believing. Yeah, and it's a song that's like a rock song that's uh, that's out by this group right now. And uh, sorry, guys, I'm I'm looking around for my phone, and uh, it appears I have everything around me except for my phone. Oh, there it is. All right, I got it now. All right, let me um let me check this song out because I was just looking at it earlier. It's a it's a popular song right now, um like on the radio and stuff like that. Um, believe on. yeah, I think that's the name of it. Let me let me make sure that that's the. Uh... Oh, <laughs> I'm an asshole. That's not the name of the song. It's called Begging. That's the name of the song. Um, and uh, I knew it was a B. And um, all right, so this song um is out right now right it's it's like a popular song right now on the radio and um and i guess it's by uh the song is out right now i believe is is by madcom um uh let me make sure that that's the um oh no main main skin (laughs) jesus christ oh that's all people are listening to this and they're like this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about all right look i know what i'm talking about i'm just very confused over this thing because um i know know what song i'm talking about right yeah i'm pretty sure i do okay so there's that song then then madcon is a is a group that uh that did like a dj right i don't think so i think that it's it says that they're um it says it's a uh, short for mad conspiracy or nor or norwegian hip-hop rap duo and oh, interesting yeah now okay so and it's uh it's like two black dudes right uh-huh. and um so that so so that was the last time that this song was like you know quote-unquote popular or whatever right and then um the song was also made by another band in like the seventies, like they they also did it. Let me see. Hold on, I'm gonna look up. Uh, wait, wait. So, so that Beggin song is a remake? Ex- exactly. I didn't know. This I didn't know it was a remake. Now, not only is it a remake, but it goes back to uh, to the Four Seasons in Frankie Valley. Oh. So, 
<laughs> I love it. You already you already know where I'm going with yep, this. Yep. So so the song was from 1967, and and it's credited to the Four Seasons uh, in Frankie Valley. They say that Peggy Farina and Bob Gu- Guido uh, wrote the song, right? Um, <clears throat> Fish and I, I think, have talked about this before back on old episodes of The Blind Box a little bit. And it made me um, kind of hyper aware of this stuff of uh, of black artists getting their 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 music stolen um, early. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I knew it was a thing because, I you know, I've seen it in movies and stuff like that, like the uh, the Five Heartbeats yep. uh, movie. Right. Yep. And, um, you know, some other stuff. And so I, I knew it was a thing, but I never realized, like, really how much of it kind of goes back and like when I um, when I saw that this video, that this uh, this main skin song was out. Um, I heard it and I was like, this song sounds familiar. And my girlfriend was like, yeah, it's cause it was a song by, uh, by these, uh, by these two black guys and they, they stole the song from them. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, you know, I don't know if they stole it. And I'm like, oh, so it's like a cover song or whatever. So I was like, all right, well, let me go back and listen to that. So when you see these main skin guys perform the song, they perform it very much like white people performing hip hop songs at karaoke. But not hip hop karaoke, like you know, like like when somebody goes out and does like funky cold Medina at like at like a like a karaoke night or whatever. It's very much where like they're playing a part, like they're playing like, and they're very proud that they can get all the words down and all that stuff. But like, it doesn't Mm. feel authentic at all. Like it feels very, it just feels weird to me. It's like the person that impresses you that they know all the words to Mike Jones still tipping at karaoke. yeah, it's a, yeah, it's exactly it's exactly like that. Or like when my uh, when my girl sings the new Freddie Gibbs song, um, the uh, the the song um, the carrot song. Yeah, yeah. When she sings that, it's the same thing. Like she loves the song, um, but she knows that she's not a rapper, and she knows that she'll probably never get all of the words down in her entire life. Yeah, like it's yeah. just not going to happen. But she's happy as shit when she when she when she raps it. Um, these these guys are like the same thing. It gives me the same vibe. And then when I found out that this other band did it, these two black dudes did it, I'm like, okay. I'm like, so it's another like white group stealing a song from like, you know, from uh, from black culture. And I'm like, of course it is. And then I'm like, wait a second. I thought I've heard that song before, though. Like, I thought it like that was like an even older song. Main Skin. Yeah. Main so Skin then- is a, a Italian rock band formed in Rome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So, so then I go back and I find the Frankie Valley version and like, you know, the natural reaction would be like, oh, well, Frankie Valley's white. So like your, your whole theory is thrown out the window there. And I'm like, well, no, that's, that's during the exact time period where it was extremely popular to just steal black culture and not give any credit for it at all. Like, like there's a very good chance that the two people that supposedly are credited to write that, uh, Peggy Farina and Bob Guido. Now I don't mind them. I don't know them personally at all. And I hope they're not offended by this, but they, they were probably hanging out in some hallways and and heard some uh some stuff and and went back with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. because that shit look that's that's not a white song I, there was i'm never liked that song and there was something just off i didn't know the full history you know thank you yeah. for schooling me on this but i just never liked the song and i couldn't put my finger on why the se- i i feel the same way about that um astronauts in the ocean song like I don't know that song. I don't there's think. uh there's a song called Astronauts in the Ocean 
but it's a but it's again it's a it's a rap song about people that aren't rappers and like yep. and like you could tell they're like going through the motions they're they they've studied really well to be able to pull this off but like right it just doesn't like there's something off yep. and i and of course it's shot straight to the top of the charts blah 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 blah, blah. it's a by mask wolf mask wolf is an australian rapper huh and the song is called astronaut in the ocean yeah, it feels like it just it, I I agree like in the regards to this song I felt the same way where like I heard it and I'm like it sounds cool like I like the sound of it or whatever I was like but it doesn't doesn't sound like these guys should be performing it like it doesn't sound like it came from them or whatever and then I find out that you know that I do the I do the history back to it and I'm like all right well I feel like there might be a missing link here now somewhere if it goes back to 1967 and like I could be wrong I mean I don't know the history of Frankie Valley or whatever but like I don't think Frankie Valley was doing songs like this at the time unless it just happened to be this song and other songs yeah yeah <coughs> like he was like wasn't he like barbershop like basically like barbershop type shit yeah basically like for a long time like pet shop boys and shit like that the four seasons yeah, 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 exactly. That sounds very um, close to the five heartbeats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, imagine that. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is this is what I mean, man. Like, I just kind of laugh at it. And I'm like, I and I even said on Twitter, I was like, I need to see if there's a um like I need a I need a historical piece about like the history of begging, but I need it written by uh by a by like a, a black writer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like I'm not trusting shit from a white writer about that song. And sure enough, I looked it up and there is like a, a you know, a piece that somebody wrote about like all the versions of Begging. And um and sure enough, it is a white dude from like, you know, Italy or some shit like that. And I was just like, "Yep, nope. <laughs> like nope, that's not going to work." <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not believing that shit. So, but anyways, um well, Fish, um, I appreciate you for taking the time to uh, to join me as always um, and ride through this thing with me. And uh, and really, man, I know um, I know I've said it before, um, but I know I haven't said it in a while. Um, I really do appreciate you, and I appreciate you, um, you know, being around and contributing to this thing and trying to find time and all that kind of stuff. Because I know it's, I know life gets crazy and and whatnot. I know it's an idea that you know not only an idea from five years ago that we're that we're still moving on with but it's also uh, you know a friendship from 12 years ago you know so it's um it's good to have you know real ones around you for the long run you know what i mean if, if there's anything that covid has taught me all this other stuff is that like you got to give your people their their roses while they still smell them like you got to yeah. tell people that you appreciate them you got to tell people that you care about them like as weird as it sounds like i've probably done more like I've I've been more inclined to do podcasts and like hang out with people since the pandemic started for that very reason of like, look, life is long, but it's also really short and you have no idea when it's going to be your time. Yeah. And so I, I, I appreciate you, G. I appreciate the time we had apart. I appreciate all the episodes that we've done together. And again, it feels like a new beginning. It feels like we're getting ready to start something a little different here. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm very excited. And to add on to what um, Fish was saying earlier on, I kind of mentioned this on my Twitter timeline where I said, um, you know, early on in life, uh, you know, not early, early, but I'd say about seven years ago or so, um, I had a, you know, a health scare of my own, um, a heart condition thing. And uh, it, I'm not going to say it woke me up and it changed my life and, you know, and I'm doing everything different now and whatever, because I'm really not, to be honest with you, like I probably should be doing some more things differently. Um, 
and staying up on that kind of stuff. You should be doing more things or four things? Four, I should be doing four (laughs) things, definitely. Um, But I... But I realized that, um, you know, just like what Fish said, life is short. Um, you know, I when it comes down to it, um, I've had a lot of ideas that I've done uh, since I've been here uh, on this planet. Um, I've done a lot of music and stuff like that. We haven't even really talked about that stuff. Um, you can check that out at gmmusic.bandcamp.com. Um, but, uh, you know, I've done a lot of music and stuff like that. And I've, I, I know that that's going to be gone or that's going to be here after I'm, after I'm gone. Um, you know, I've thought about that kind of along the way or a little bit. Um, I think every artist kind of does or every creative does. Um, but I don't have anything to really represent this stage in my life that that's able to, to be locked in. And like I said, the, the episodes of the blind box, a lot of those have been, um, have been kind of locked in the, uh, in the vault. Um, not because we're afraid of them, but it's just because with technology and stuff like that, like we weren't able to salvage all of them. So, um, it's kind of like Riz's Wu-Tang flood. Um, it's something like that. So, uh, but it's, you know, I, I, I appreciate the time that I'm here and I want to be able to leave something, um, you know, for, for when I'm not here anymore, whether that be, you know, sooner or later. Um, and I think this, I think I, I'm pretty sure this is it. You know, I think this is the, this is the contribution. So it's good to have everybody along. I'm glad that everybody is, you know, is, is with us. Um, and if you're a new, uh, if you're a new person, you're a new person to NFTs, you're a new person to shrug life, you're a new person to any of this stuff. Um, feel free to check out all the old episodes, hit me up on Twitter, um, holler at us fishes and on Twitter. Um, but we might change that maybe, um, Fish at a at a hundred percent of a sellout. Are you ready for uh, for Twitter? I told you I'm getting back on Twitter. Yeah, I know you said that, but you know, I I, I was honestly say waiting for January. Like, why not do mm-hmm. like 2022? Do something a little different. Add a part of the roadmap. Yeah. When uh, so, when we when we sell out hundred percent, Fish is going to get a Twitter, and I'm going to open up the Discord. Let's do it. All right, there you go. Let's do it. Um, official four things roadmap. We're adding to it. <laughs> after after uh, spending the whole episode saying you don't want to do a roadmap, <laughs> yeah, 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 this happened the other day too. I swear to God, this had the same exact thing. I had, I had this guy Julian on the show, and I told him the whole time, I'm like, I'm not doing a Discord. And then at the end, I'm like, Man, maybe I'll do a Discord. And he's like, You just spent this whole time telling me that you're not doing a Discord, and now you're saying you're doing a Discord. I'm like, Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know. Like, we're like I said, like we're not, you know, we're not set on you know not everything is set in stone over here um but all the all the good ideas are gonna are gonna keep moving forward and all the bad ideas get left behind and that's that's the way that it works so um fish let them know where they can get a hold of you and uh and all that kind of stuff if you want to do that um i'm gonna say nowhere for now um but very 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 soon uh i'm like like i just said i'm launching a new instagram i'm launching new twitter and launch a new website. So uh, be on the lookout for that very, very shortly. I love it. Um, and uh, for everybody that's listening, uh, like I said, man, I greatly appreciate you taking the time. Um, I say it all the time. I know the time is valuable right now and uh, goes really fast. So if you take the time to check out the show, um, I appreciate it. Um, you can check me out at four things podcast uh, on Twitter. You can check out, um, you can check me out over on OpenSea. And soon that open sea will uh, will get a lot bigger. 
um we are we are heading on to the open sea fish (laughs) 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 so um yeah we'll uh we'll we'll be around um again thank you everybody and if you picked up a shrug or you know if you're listening to this and you picked one up or if you're planning to pick one up um you know feel free to hit up your favorite artist in the collection let them know what you think um you know uh blast it out there let people know about it um we're not going anywhere uh whether we sell you know 10 of these things or whether we sell you know 4444 um it's the it's the same plan it's just a little bit more money one way so um so we appreciate y'all and uh and we'll be in touch real soon man um peace out peace